Good Tuesday. Welcome in. Bill Michaels Show. Glad you're with us. Good to have you today. Beautiful day. Oh, my God. Got out this morning. Got up early today. Weird night last night. One of those nights where, for whatever reason, I just hit a wall. It was like 8.30. And I'm watching the uh, I'm watching the Buffalo game last night. What a game. And I was just kind of like, just, I hit a wall. I was dragging. I'm like, you know what? Going to bed. Went upstairs and just kind of kicked back, turned the TV on, dozed in and out, watched the end of that game. I can't believe they had 12 men on, 12 men on the field. Holy mackerel. Stoddard, what an incredible job to get his toes in. And uh, Russell Wilson and company, they've now beaten Buffalo and Kansas City. I mean, do we dare say that all of a sudden they're back on track? You know, is, is Denver somebody to actually contend with? I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, they're starting to stack a little bit of success. They're starting to get it turned around. And Russell Wilson is certainly playing better. Meanwhile, Josh Allen, who can be an incredible quarterback at times, can also be very Brett Favre-esque. He can be his own worst enemy, for sure. And uh, so last night we saw a little bit of that. But I just I got up this morning. I woke up about 6.30, popped out of bed, and a beautiful morning. Watched the sun come up, went and worked out. And I actually, 8.30 this morning, I stopped at the liquor store. Had to grab a few things and uh, just kind of, you know, making notes for some people that are coming over here later in uh, early in uh, December and figured I'm right here. Might as well. I came home and got a little bit of work done. Had a conference call this morning uh, for a terrific company that we hope comes on board. And uh, and then the show today, Pat Murphy's the new manager of of the Milwaukee Brewers, which uh, is exciting and it's continuity and it kind of feels like it's the right choice. Uh, which uh, I'm, I'm glad about. And uh, then, you know, you, you kind of look at the NFL, and uh, I was reading a little bit this morning about the NFL, and what a topsy-turvy world the NFL is right now. A lot of things we thought would happen haven't. Some things we thought would are, and it's some teams we waited to get better aren't. Some teams we didn't think would be good are. It's just I, I, I love – that's the reason I love football, reason I love the NFL. I love college football, too, but college football is more predictable. Uh, so, anyway, it was just, you know, looking forward to all of that. And then uh, the Bucks. It's funny. I got a uh, – I, I have a uh, an appearance tomorrow morning on a Toronto television station to talk Bucks basketball, me of all people. But I'm going to. So, I'm going to do – early tomorrow morning. I'm going to do some stuff. That they got a hold of me this morning. Said, hey, can you get up tomorrow morning and do it? So, that's what I'm going to do. But uh, the Bucks are on their way to take on the Raptors. And we're going to talk with Jim Ozarski. Jim Ozarski is going to start joining us weekly uh, to talk Bucks basketball. And a couple of weeks ago, there was some uh, there was a caller that asked me my level of concern regarding the Milwaukee Bucks, and I said, you know what, maybe I, you know one to ten, I'm on a three. Uh, I'm quite a bit more now. I'm probably up to five or six. This thing's not getting better. Um, it, it's it's just not. <coughs> Excuse me. So I have a little bit of concern about the Bucs. We'll talk about that coming up here a little bit later on today. Badgers trying to get bowl eligible after that terrible loss. And they played so well. And I, I feel like such a fool because I gave them so much credit coming out of the Ohio State game and only to watch them completely drop the ball in Indiana and then just get embarrassed at home against Northwestern. Just And then, you know what? 
And the big headlines are that, you know, players are calling out other teammates for being soft. And it, good, good. If you're in there working your tail off and you know what you're, you're playing with and what kind of gut you have and, and what the mentality is to be a football player and guys don't have that, they're skating through, then you know what? I'm glad. It, you know, it takes people within a locker room to call other people out. If you have to take the heat for it, take the heat for it. But it's, you know, what you're saying is what all of us are thinking, that's for damn sure, is that this looks like a soft team. Uh, and it has been on the decline now for a few years. It just does. It's not the road grader, beat you up, maul you down, grind you out until that late third, early fourth quarter, and then beat you Wisconsin teams we've come to know and love. This is a soft team from the get-go, and it just is. And they get mad. Oh, I'm going to kick his ass. Yeah, go kick somebody's ass on a football field. Shut up. Go go play a little bit harder. Uh, Anyway, so you got that uh, going on. Uh, you have got Stefan Diggs, Trayvon Diggs, saying that his brother needs to get out of Buffalo. Uh, you got uh, um, Russell Wilson's, um, you know, family saying, told you so. Um, Watson's dad, Christian Watson's dad's ripping the fans, apparently. Uh, oh, I mean, just it's it's just mayhem. We got like this pope or this cornucopia going with the Thanksgiving theme, which is only about a week and a day away. Uh, the cornucopia, if you two days, matter of fact, uh, all of this stuff today, all jumbled up. Packers off today, back in the practice field tomorrow. So there you go. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Find us. Uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. And you can hit up uh, Grant Bills at Wisco Grant. Producing the program, as always, Instagram. You can find us on The Bill Michaels Show. On Instagram, uh, Facebook, go to facebook.com slash the Bill Michaels show. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. YouTube continues to get bigger, and I, I love that. We're pushing to get over uh, 4,000 subscribers. We're right there, just a couple hundred away. But if you watch us on YouTube at all, just go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels show and pound on the uh, subscribe button and the like button. That's all we ask you to do. And you can watch the show, you can listen to the show, whatever, every damn day. And you can go back and listen and watch all the shows. Because uh, the whole panel is there, every show that you maybe you missed. So you can check all that out as well. And then uh, find us on Twitch TV, on Kick TV, on LinkedIn TV, all of that stuff. Email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Same thing, website, thebillmichaels.com. And uh, then it's W-O-Z-N, The Zone Madison. The Zone Madison. There you have it. Uh, Grant Bills, how you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm not really sure what that Monday night game was. Last night, I'm still trying to figure that out. And yeah. the Bucks won, and it didn't come down to the wire, which was basically my whole goal of the night. I'm like, can you just win this by 10 or more? Just comfortable, easy, don't stress me out, and, and don't give us a game we have to panic about. So last night, I had a good time. Yeah, it was uh, the, the Bucks' concern for the way they play. One day, they'll look really, really good. Next day, they won't. You seem to think that they have it all together. Then, uh, all of a sudden, you've got, quote, load management, and guys aren't playing, and there's no rhythm. And um, I – are you concerned about the Bucks? I mean, I – yeah, just because there's things we don't know. Like, I don't know how Damon Giannis are going to continue to grow, and I don't know what Adrian Griffin is going to become. That doesn't mean that Adrian Griffin stinks and that Damon Giannis won't work. There's there's just right. an unknown. So, of course, that's concerning, but I'm not freaking out, no. I'm not freaking out uh, by any stretch. So, that, that, I, that I completely get. But uh, I'll say this. 
it just it doesn't look smooth. It just doesn't. Now, I don't think the Bulls are an overwhelmingly tough team, uh, but last night uh, down at the Fiserv, you're always going to get the Bulls fans. They were they were pretty uh, pretty uh, bo- pretty boisterous last night. Down at the, not that they had a ton to cheer about, but they were pretty boisterous last night. Giannis last night, 35 and 11 on the evening, and uh, a good night all in all. But uh, now going to Toronto, going on the road, I just want to see consistency. Start stacking some success. You know, when you get your heel on the throat. Uh, of the opponent, I, I just want to see them play defense and be able to continue to not – even if it's just the bench holds the lead. You know, just hold the lead. And then when the starters come back in, I, I want to see them have the same tenacity. It's like they take their foot off the gas. And then you're always scrambling at the end of the third, early fourth, and then all of a sudden it's a game. And, you know, I know that they always say in the NFL there's always going to be a run. There doesn't have to be. You know, if you continue to play the same and do what you're doing – you know, unless they make drastic changes that completely stymie your offense, which in the NBA sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. But you're just a better team, and you should be winning these games a little more. One, you should be winning the games. Two, it should be eat more easily than what you're doing. And it's like they're just coasting through the first portion of the season so far. So, Pat Murphy, the new manager of your Milwaukee Brewers. Good call, the right call. Uh, I, I don't know Murph like real well personally. I've talked to him. He's always been uh, accessible. I, uh, I, I, he's kind of old school, you know, and he was Craig's guy, but that, you know, every, every manager or head coach has a guy that if they're good, that can tell them, no, you're wrong. And Pat Murphy was that guy for Craig council. I wonder and this was my when, – when, and I thought Pat Murphy would have been probably the lead candidate to get the job anyway. But I wonder – doesn't it make you wonder how good Council is going to be in Chicago now without that, that confidant there? Oh, so you're worried about uh, Craig Council without his conciliary? That's interesting. Yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. I, I do. Are you surprised that he didn't go with him? I, I just figured he would take Murphy with him, that Murphy was connected well, at the hip with Council. Yeah. I, I'm 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 not surprised because Murphy gets a chance to be one of thirty, you know. So if they're going to say, "Hey, Pat, you know, if if we don't hire you as the manager, certainly he would have probably ended up in Chicago." But um, but if he's got a chance to be a manager, I you know, Craig's not going to stand in that way. He's going to say, "Hey, you know, Pat, I brought you into the league and I brought you here because I wanted you to be my my go-to guy, and you know, you've earned the right to be a manager. Go go be a manager." I mean, you know, selfishly, I'm sure Craig wants him, but. I don't think you could do that, but I, you always, and I've watched this when George Carl was up and coming in Milwaukee, Terry Stotts was his, don't do this guy. No, no, George, don't do this, do this. And then agreed with him on stuff and disagreed with him. And then they would have this discussion and, and then they would come to a consensus and then ultimately would get done as George gained a success and became, and I remember when George used to walk into the arena at the Bradley Center, you know, they would have a spotlight on him. You know, ladies and gentlemen, entering the arena, the Bucks head coach, George Carl, and the place would go crazy, just crazy. And I'm like, I've never, never seen a coach get this kind of cheer. Never, not a professional coach, you know? And but George got it, and George got a big head. And then when when Terry Stott started disagreeing with him, 
George said, nah, that's it. It's my way, and you can get out of here. And Terry did. Uh, and I, I don't think Craig is that way. Craig's not the, you know, the big head guy. But, you know, now you are being lauded as the savior uh, for the return to, to glory, so to speak, for a Cubs franchise that since winning a, a World Series has kind of toiled away uh, to tear it down to build it back up. And you're now the guy that's going to take them to the promised land. And you're getting all that money and, you know, as a manager and, you, you know, maybe you do get a little bit of a big head. You know, hey, I'm coming here and they want me, so I'm going to do it my way. When your guy who would say, no, no, don't do this, do this, or give you at least ideas that you can bounce back and forth, the guy that you trusted, you know, is now remaining. So who's going to be that guy for Craig Council? That's what I wonder. Who's going to be the next guy for him? Or Pat Murphy, they bring in Ricky Weeks which was a choice of the organization. I'm sure it probably wasn't the first choice of Pat Murphy. And I, I do get a little bit concerned about that because you've got to have that guy. You've got to have, you know, you, you're, you and your general manager sit down and you go through all the Sabre metrics and you look at all the analytics and everything that goes along with it. And you come up with a game plan. But the guy that is your gut, that you bounce things off of in the dugout, that's your guy. That's your, you know, that, that's who you want handpicked. I can talk to this guy. This he, he and I are on the same page, and I just wonder if if Ricky's that guy because that doesn't always work either. I think Ricky might be my favorite part of this, uh, honestly, because I, I don't think this is Pat Murphy's forever job. You know, I could see him doing right. this for two or three years. Hey, I got a chance to manage in the big leagues at a franchise I'm comfortable with. He retires, and then Ricky is next in line to take over. Yeah. There's continuity from the front office. He's been around the organization. I. I really like that. I, maybe we'd look, prefer the bench coach to be the old, wise, you know, kind of helper to the manager, but I, I think it could work this way, too. I like that part. Uh, I I like it if Murphy and Weeks have a great working relationship. Sure, yes. I, that that I like. If they don't, then all the brewers are doing is saying, Pat, be a, be a, you know, be a placeholder until we're ready to hire Ricky Weeks. You know? So that, that – the whole thing about you can't go home again, there's a reason you say that. You know, very few people get a chance to go back and do it all over again the way it was in the old days, so to speak. You know, Craig Council got a chance to go home again and come back and manage the Milwaukee Brewers, and he had success doing it. Didn't win a championship, but became the winningest manager in all, all of Brewers history with the best winning percentage. You know, so I hope that Pat Murphy has success. And then if Pat Murphy has the success, then he can go away on his terms and not because he's being fired in the, in the, in the you know, franchise, just waiting to hire a former player, another former player as their next manager. Because that, that is so tough to do, man. It is so tough to do. Even though you may understand the Brewer way and, and all of that, it's so tough to do. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to chime in, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. And then the NFL I want to talk about today. Because... It's there's a lot of things that we thought and some stuff that, man, it's like, who are the strong teams right now? Who is on the come? Who is who has declined a bit into all of that? And I, I'll say one thing. Did you um, when we you know talk about this a little bit later, but did you watch at all Jim Harbaugh's presser, Grant? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that is one weird dude, man. He's an oddball. He is a really strange dude. Uh, Jim Harbaugh equated Michigan to America's team. He talked about a few good men, 
wanting to air all the grievances and looks forward for his opportunity because he wants you to hear the truth as if you can't handle the truth. Um, he just waxes down a lot of strange paths as he speaks. And he's still, you know, I want to say kind of in denial, but just a, a weird, weird dude. Weird dude. Hell of a coach. Weird dude. But the suspension over the next couple of games in which uh, I don't even know who they have next, and then they have um, Ohio State. And uh, that, I mean, that's the big game. And I don't think Ryan Day gets a day pass if uh, if he wins by a very narrow margin and Harbaugh is not on the sidelines, even though Harbaugh is allowed to coach his team up all the way up until game time. But uh, I just don't think I, – I think Michigan is a hell of a team. I really do. I think they are a juggernaut. I think they've recruited well. I think he's just kind of turned the – finally got the program on its – turned it on its axis. And I, I attribute a lot of that to just – consistency in what he's been able to accomplish and getting the guys in there that he he wants and the kind of guys he likes. Uh, cheating, eh, you know, I don't know how much they benefited from it. I couldn't tell you. I know people want to draw, draw a correlation. But the fact that they want to fight the the spirit of the rule that rather than the rule is just hilarious to me. It's just hilarious to me. You know, and, and then they want to point the finger at everybody else. It's like being pulled over on the side of the highway, getting a speeding ticket and yelling at the cop because everybody else is flying by. You're the one that got caught. You know, okay, that's fine. We, we can deal with that later, but you're the one that got caught. So just deal with it. Pay your fine and move on. And uh, just, you know, Michigan is, is they're threatening all kinds of stuff, you know, that they don't want to be a part of this anymore and it's a witch hunt. And, you know, it's like, shut up. You know, just you're in a great situation. You're getting a ton of money. There's no way you're going anywhere. You're a, you're a cornerstone. The only problem with Michigan is they don't want to battle Ohio State every year for the top spot. But so what? Any big conference you go to, you're always battling somebody for the top spot. So is what it is. Uh, anyway, 877-867-1670. Great to have you on board today. We've got a lot, a lot of stuff to get to. Got to say thanks to our friends at JNL Tire and Service Center right out there in Johnson Creek, right off of the, uh, the N94 exit, as a matter of fact, at Johnson Creek. 94 in Johnson Creek, you can look to the north, and there it is. The big Goodyear sign, JL, JNL Tire and Service Center. If you're thinking about tires, especially with the weather coming up, we know we're going to have weather in December and January and February. So you want to make sure you have a good set of tires in your car. That's the place to go. And they have been voted the best tire dealer, not just because they deal good tires, but also because they're just damn good people. So uh, whether in Watertown on Boulder Road or Johnson Creek right there off of 94, both places spectacular, and they're very philanthropic in the community. That's JNL Tire and Service Center, jnltire.com. That's jnltire.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. 
Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 11 Welcome back. Good to have you. Again today, uh, I was uh, out and about. I mentioned I was over at uh, the liquor store. And I was picking some stuff up. Uh, got a gathering coming up here early uh, December. And I was picking some stuff up. And uh, a gentleman had asked me, just like somebody did today on the live stream, said, what is the caramel apple stuff you were talking about? It is Cider Boys. It is made by Point Brewing right right here in the state of Wisconsin. It's uh, Cider Boys Caramel Apple. There's Cider Boys First Press. Uh, you look in the hard cider aisle. There's Cider Boys First Press, and then they've got some different blends. And then they got Cider Boys, the new Grand Mimosa. But uh, the Caramel Apple, that's the real stuff, man. That you, I can only, Like I said, I can only have one, maybe two of those. Sweet side. But they're so good. They taste just like a caramel apple. They're, they're good. And uh, even Kristen, who's not a sweet um, beverage person, even liked it. Went, wow, that's, uh, that's good. And, you know, that was kind of her response, which to me, that's huge because normally she doesn't like anything. But, uh, but, yeah, so that stuff's fantastic. So it is Cider Boys. Caramel apple is the one that is seasonal. It's out right now. And uh, get it before it's gone as they say. But thanks to our friends at Point Brewing for being such a big part of the program. We certainly appreciate it. Um, Matthew says it's too early to be drinking, but that's just me. I am uh, I am not drinking today, just an FYI. I uh, just was buying it for a, a gathering that's coming up a little bit later on. And uh, I ju- we're just kind of running out of time. When you start to think about the schedule, we got a uh, charity benefit uh, that I'm going to tonight uh, for blindness prevention. And then tomorrow we've got the huddle. Uh, I think there's a gathering of some type. I can't remember. It's on the schedule, but there's something going on Thursday. And then uh, we're doing uh, Kristen and her kids thing on Friday and then Saturday and an Admirals game and then Packers game. And then before you know it, it's Thanksgiving. We're leaving town. And, you know, I got to get the house ready for the people that come to the house sit while I'm gone. And all of a sudden you're back from Thanksgiving. You're, you're back into – you know, Packers, and then within two weeks, I got a whole house full of people that are going to be here. So kind of running out of time, so to speak. It's all flying by. Is this not um, – is this not just like this month just – we're sitting here on the 14th of November. Grant, does it feel like this month is just flying by? Feels like early October still. Uh, Re- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's It's just – it's flying by. Flying by. I, I just I'm like wow I because I, every day when you go to put in the titles and stuff uh, for the for the live stream you have to put in the date and today it was kind of I'm looking at I'm thinking sixth seventh and I look down I'm like it's the fourteenth holy mackerel I mean I know next week is Thanksgiving but 
man, oh, man, it is just, it's motoring past. Motoring past. So, uh, what are your plans for Thanksgiving, by the way? Uh, just go home and see the family lay around, eat and, yeah. <laughs> eat and drink. I, I don't even make an attempt at deer hunting anymore because I just like laying around. I don't like getting up early. Yeah. Um, I just like watching football, laying around, drink a lot of wine. Oh, okay. You're a wine guy. Oh, we got, God, take some wine with you when you come to the house. Just, there's, we, I got so much wine. I, I've got so much wine, I don't even know what to do with it anymore. So take some, when you come in, and, are you a red wine or a white wine guy? Whatever is in my parents' cupboard, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might, might make it out that way uh, in the next week. Uh, because I got to come out and do some things at, at home base, so to speak. But uh, if I do, I'm, I'll remember to bring a bottle of wine with me. So you got that. Uh, so uh, I, the whole thing with the, the the Packers and the way their season has gone, it's not been what everybody wants, and, and I completely understand that. But as we sit here today, and, and now remember, what were your prediction at the beginning of the season when it came to uh, the Super Bowl? My prediction was Chiefs over Cowboys. Chiefs over Cowboys. Okay. And my prediction was Baltimore and uh, what did I say? Philadelphia, I think. Yes. Or, no, no. Yep. I said 49ers. 49ers. Oh, Baltimore, Baltimore 49ers. 49ers. You're right. Yeah, yep. Baltimore 49ers. Uh, Philadelphia is getting no publicity. I mean, none. Every day. It, I, I have no idea what the fascination with the four-letter network is when, when it comes to the Cowboys. But they, they're just all over it all the time for whatever reason. Philadelphia is 8-1. and 8-1, and one, the best record in the NFL. They're plus 57 in point differential. And nobody's talking. Other than the fact that they're not doing it flashy, and the only time they get yeah. on TV is when they do a tush push. The brotherly shove. That's the only time. Why? I don't know. But they are just, I don't even want to say flying under the radar because they're, they're the defending NFC champ, but holy crap, they are just winning. And they're doing it via the run game. They're doing it via defense. Jalen Hurts, he's not playing great, but he's playing well. He's so much better than he did a couple of years ago. Last year he had a phenomenal season. But nobody is talking about Philadelphia. Nobody. Now all of a sudden, everybody's back on the Cowboys bandwagon because Dak had a couple of good weeks. And, oh, my God, you look at his analytics. I, I, I can't remember who the guy was today on GetUp. I was in the gym, and I was watching it, and I had my earpiece in, and I can't remember who the guy was. There was a former player that was there going, oh, my God, he's the best quarterback in the National Football League over the last three weeks. Well, we're 10, 11 games, nine games into this thing. I, you know, That's like saying I'm, I'm the best man in this room right now. What a dumb comment. Dak has had an okay season, played better as of late, but you keep waiting for the Cowboys to become the Cowboys and then and eventually go down a bad path and they get knocked off and, you know, and, and all of a sudden everybody's going to be criticizing Dak for the, all the same old stuff. I just I, I find it almost laughable how much wavering goes on uh, it, via the coverage of the Cowboys. Meanwhile, Philadelphia is just trudging along. San Francisco bounced back and they got a nice win. They looked like San Francisco again. Brock Purdy looked like Brock Purdy again. The Lions, who are not getting much – Love it all. Uh, the Lions, I have a feeling when you look at the Lions and their schedule and what's re- what remains, they're going to get the number one seed. Do you th- can, can you see them getting the number one seed? Think about this. This is what the Lions have left. The Bears twice, the Packers, the Saints, the Broncos, even though the Broncos are playing better, 
the Vikings twice, and then the Cowboys once. And the and the and uh, the the Lions play at Dallas. Do I other than maybe the Cowboys on the road? Is there a loss there? I mean, I could see them. You know, for example, losing two of those games that still puts them at thirteen wins, which could perfectly well be enough for the one seed. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I hadn't thought about right. that. They could end up with not just winning the division, but they could end up with the one seed, man, when you think about it. And then Philadelphia, when you look at the remainder of their schedule, this is a big one this week because they're on the road. They're taking on the Chiefs. And then they have the Bills. And then they have the 49ers. And then they have the Cowboys. And then they play in Seattle. They get the Giants and the Cardinals and the Giants to for the last three games of their season. But they got kind of a uh, – they're coming up on, what, four or five games in a row that – it's going to be it's going to be tough week in and week out. I mean, if they continue this kind of a pace, and still nobody's talking about them, then you're smoking rope, man. You're out of your mind. Because if they beat the Chiefs, if they beat the Bills, if they beat the 49ers, knock off the Cowboys in Dallas, knock off Seattle in Seattle, I, you talk about an incredible season that they will then have put together. Just amazing, amazing. So that's Philadelphia, and nobody's talking about them. Dallas is getting all the numbers. You got to figure that New York is they're dead in the water. The Washington Commanders at 4 and 6 pretty much dead in the water. Detroit really the uh, the team that is somewhat surprising I think at this point if we could all agree. And I picked them to win the division, but you know, once the season got going I thought okay, there's no way. But all of a sudden, look at what Dobbs is doing as the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. Two win- they've won five straight, two wins in a row with a quarterback that didn't even know the names of his receivers. Didn't even know the names of his coach. And they've won two in a row. The Vikings are just a couple of games behind Detroit at this point in the standings. Uh, the NFC South is going to get won probably by default. Um, the Buccaneers finally got a win, which I uh, I did not predict this past week. But um, New Orleans sitting at 5-5, five and five, Tampa Bay 4-5, and five, and it goes from there. And San, Fr- San Francisco and Seattle battling for the top spot in the NFC West. I think San Francisco is still going to win that. Uh, I think that more so, as much as Geno Smith has had a little bit of a, a comeback-to-earth party this season, uh, I still think Seattle's good. I just don't think they're on the same level of talent as what the 49ers have. And the three loss, three losses in a row for the 49ers might have just reset their season. It might have given them refocus. Well, what do you what do you make of that Niners? So the Niners clocked the Jags on Sunday, right? Yeah. That, that was an important matchup. Do you make that game more about the Niners being legit? And the last couple of weeks were just a bump in the road, or, or is that a sign to you that the the Jags are maybe paper tigers a little bit? Well, what did you take away more that, from that game? That was that was more to me that the 49ers kind of reestablished themselves. Okay, okay. That they said not not yet. Don't don't count us out yet because you know Brock's throwing a couple of picks and suddenly we look fallible and we had a lot of injuries. No, uh, don't count us out. We're we're back and we got a little rest and uh, now we're ready to go. And that, to me, was what that was about. Jacksonville, I was a little bit surprised because that happened in Jacksonville. Jacksonville got – Jacksonville might have been feeling a little bit like uh, they've arrived, like they're on the roll. And they got punched in the face by a really good football team saying, not yet, son. You haven't grown up yet. Not yet. Keep working, but not yet. So that's the way kind of I, I looked at that game this past weekend. We'll talk about the AFC more so when we come back. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Buzzard Billy. I love Buzzard Billy's. I just saw them. They were posting some uh, food pictures. Uh, yeah, I think it was yesterday. And it looked really good. They have some shrimp and they have Cajun shrimp and they had all these different things. But I'm still telling you that buffalo chicken sandwich. 
I still dream about that. I cannot wait to go back to lacrosse just to eat there. It, it was that good. Starlight Lounge upstairs, Buzzer Billy's downstairs. You cannot go wrong either way. And Hush Puffies that look like meatballs are big. Pearl Street in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Tell Heather and the gang over there, I said hi. David's upstairs. He runs Starlight Lounge. Great place, great people, and a wonderful, wonderful sponsor and a great place. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael show we continue on thanks to our friends at veterans america call our buddy james mercado 262-745-3333 if you are a veteran military member somebody looking for a mortgage in that sense and maybe you've tried uh you know some of the military based credit unions and such and you still want a better deal call my buddy james uh, all throughout the great state of wisconsin he believes in owning the land you defend they do so much for veterans so much own the land you defend. Call them 262-745-3333. 262-745-3333. They really, really, really do take care of veterans. They, they do everything they can to make sure that you are accommodated. Because you deserve it. Because you deserve it. Uh, going back into the NFL as we uh, kind of wrapped up the discussion on the, uh, the NFC side. The AFC side is a little more convoluted. A little more convoluted. Now, I know that right now, if you uh, kind of went to the playoff pictures, uh, Kansas City, Baltimore, Jacksonville, Miami, they, they'd all be in. They all, they'd all be in. And, and Jacksonville wins the, uh, the tiebreaker over Miami because of the strength of their victory. Uh, so they would be higher than the Miami Dolphins right now. But in the mix, believe it or not, you would have Pittsburgh and Cleveland and Houston. Houston! And then Cincinnati trailing, because Cincinnati's basically lost in their division, followed by Indianapolis, Buffalo, Vegas, and on down from there. But and we and New England's terrible. They're they're not going anywhere. Tennessee's not going anywhere. But don't look now. You have got between Kansas City at seven and two, and then the fourteenth ranked team in the AFC. Three games divide everybody. Everybody. Denver has climbed to four and five with the Jets and the Chargers. The Raiders are five and five. Buffalo is five and five. Indianapolis is five and five. Cincinnati's got one less loss at five and four, five and four with Houston Tech. I mean, it's crazy. Crazy what they have right now over there in the AFC. So I still think, you know, Baltimore's probably uh, my choice just because I believe they're the most complete team. They've got good weapons and good wideouts. They've got a staunch defense. And as long as their quarterback keeps their head, I think they can do a lot of damage. I really do. It's going to be an uphill climb against a team like Kansas City who just seems like it's almost like it's effortless at times for Kansas City. Like it just happens for them. And, you know, some teams, will, you know, some fan bases will say, well, they're lucky they got the bounce. But, yeah, but you know what? When you're good and you do things right and you're in the right place at the right time when you're supposed to be, you create your own luck sometimes. And I think Kansas City is just so fluid, and they do it so well. 
just that good. But I can't believe three games divide the top team and the 14th ranked team. Out of 16, three games divide everybody in the AFC. It's the, the it's on one hand, it's parody at its best. On the other hand, I love it. It makes every game exciting, doesn't it, Grant? Yeah, and I think I'm looking at the AFC standings right now. I think the most interesting team is Cincinnati because I think we expected Kansas City to be great, Mahomes, right? Baltimore to be great, Jacksonville. They're winning their division as we should, as they should. Miami looks great, but Cincinnati's interesting because they're five and four. They have the Ravens this weekend, and if they win that game, Bill, they're only one full game behind Baltimore. They could be right there, or they could lose to Baltimore and then fall out of it entirely. And I think we agree that Cincinnati, between quarterback and wide receiver, like they're one of the best teams in the AFC. They could either win the toughest division in football if they get hot, or they could miss the postseason entirely. Yeah, it's it's the AFC is just so interesting, and you got to it starts tomorrow. Oh, is it Thursday night? Thursday night. You got Cincinnati on the road in Baltimore, and for Cincinnati, it's a must win because of the slow start they got off to. And they've already lost to Baltimore once. Mm -hmm. So if they have any shot at climbing back into that thing, it's a must win. Baltimore, on the other hand, you know, coming off of that goofy loss to the, to the Sean Watson and company within the division, losing to the Cleveland Browns, Baltimore, this is not necessarily a must win for them. But if they're going to keep that distance from a team that's kind of made a little bit of a resurgent charge here as of late, they got to win this one. You know, so otherwise the whole playing field starts to level itself out for them. You know what else is insane about the AFC? Uh, imagine telling Chargers fans at the beginning of the year, hey, on November 14th, guys, uh, Buffalo's not going to be in the postseason picture, and neither is Cincinnati. And Chargers fans would go, oh, my God, right. it's our year. Holy, this is, right. it's our time. And they're, st- and they're still not in. They're below 500. And Pittsburgh's in there. And Houston yeah. and Cleveland instead. The Chargers, man. man Just man, amazing. Man. Just amazing. And that's, and that's what I'm saying. I think the talent level on some of these teams just isn't commensurate with their wins and losses. But it, it just it's, – it's, it's just – I kind of put it in the title that the NFL has been topsy-turvy, and it just has been. It just has been. It's really, really good. I mean, Pittsburgh's minus 26 in point differential, and they're the five right. seed in the AFC right now. <laughs> right. It's amazing. Uh, by the way, today the Bills have fired their offensive coordinator. Um, a lot of talk about the ineptitude of the offense, about some of the things that were called. I mean, it, it's it's looked off, uh, but if you want to say that sound that you hear off to the eastern portion of your ear is probably the window beginning to slide closed on the uh, Buffalo Bills for their you know capability to make a run, uh, unless things turn around and suddenly Stephon Diggs becomes – and here's the one thing about Stephon Diggs, because Trayvon Diggs, uh, his brother tweeted out last night that he's got to get out of there. Uh, only got five targets last night, a few catches. But Stephon Diggs is still the most targeted wide receiver in the National Football League. It's not like they're not throwing him the football. You know, I mean, every good receiver wants the ball. I know that. But at what point do you become such an incredibly squeaky wheel that you have taken, you take the focus off the team and you put it on you? Kevin Cole tweeted this. He used to be at PFF. This is exactly what you're, you're saying, Bill. Prior to joining the Bills, Stephon Diggs had zero Pro Bowls, zero All-Pro, $29 million in earnings. And since joining the Bills, Pro Bowl every year, first team and second team All-Pro, uh, receiving and receptions leader, so yardage and catches, and almost $80 million in cash earnings, second to only Tyreek Hill. Right. He's been super successful. They just haven't he, won and, at the highest level. And then his brother is saying you got to get out of there. Careful what you wish for. Devontae Adams.
careful what you wish for because you may get the money and you may get paid to go somewhere, but it doesn't mean you're going to be successful. doesn't mean you're going to all of a sudden skyrocket yourself consistently towards the gold jacket because suddenly your numbers could just fall off and they could say, no, it was the quarterback, it wasn't you. And we know Devontae Adams is a hell of a wide receiver, but the numbers that he's getting right now out in, the, out in Vegas have not solidified him to a gold jacket. He's just another guy at this point. You have to do some really incredibly special things to be a wide receiver that's going into the Hall of Fame at this point because the bar has been raised so high. And you can have a lot of receptions, a lot of catches, even a Super Bowl ring, but if you are not in that upper echelon, you're not, you're not, going, to, you're not going to Canton. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Uh, coming up here, I'm, I'm woefully late for break. Uh, after the top of the hour, we got uh, Jim Ozarski is going to be joining us today. Uh, we're going to talk with Sean Merriman today, the uh, UFC promoter and a former linebacker. We'll talk with him. We got Tim Allen, uh, host of the baseball postgame show in Milwaukee. Uh, he and Pat Murphy uh, pretty uh, pretty tight uh, when it comes to their conversations. We'll talk to Tim and get his perspective on the Milwaukee Brewers hiring their manager. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur a little bit later on today. We got a lot coming up, a lot coming up. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The all new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you got to see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, Show me the money! to reveal up to 10 grand each Thursday. 800,000 in prizes is up for grabs. 40 winners each week. This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, Show me the money! More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy-efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. New Year's Eve, we're going to be heading out and doing the Green and Gold postgame show. Uh, so ring in the new year with us. Some music, some food. Uh, we got a Green and Gold watch party going on as uh, the Packers are going to be playing that evening on New Year's Eve. So come on out. Boondocks, Barbecue, Burgers, and Brews, County Road, K-N-O, Milwaukee. We're really looking forward to it. 
And it'll be our first live broadcast there ever. Uh, so come on out and enjoy it. They're going to have a band on one end of the place. They're going to have us set up on the other end of the place. We're going to be doing the Green and Gold postgame show, watching the uh, the Packers game together. So it, it should be a fun night. Uh, and Boondocks is going to put on put on uh, all the spread. So Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews, County Road K in Oconomowoc. Come and ring in the new year green and gold style with us. And uh, we're going to be there and looking forward to it. Can't wait. Really looking forward to that. Never done that before on a New Year's Eve, ringing in the New Year's Eve. I mean, I've worked a lot of Christmas Eves, Christmas Days, New Year's Eve, New Year's Days, and even Thanksgiving Days, but uh, never done a New Year's Eve where we were actually in a place to ring in the New Year, and, oh, by the way, we're on the air. So there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670, If you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. This one's from Mac, who says, uh, I think the game that we're all going to look at is that Detroit game on Thanksgiving Day as to whether or not we're going to have an appetite. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Green and Gold postgame show. Are you going to be here, or did you say you're going to Boston? Uh, I think that's when the Packers really see if they can extract a little revenge on the Detroit Lions, and if they can't, then we know the season is done. Um, I, first of all, we're going to be, I'm going to be in the Boston-slash-Rhode Island area. I'm going to be, I'm going to be where uh, the Badgers are tonight, as a matter of fact. I'm going to be right down the road. In Rhode Island. So, uh, yes, I'm looking forward to doing the. I, I don't know. Here's the thing. I've had the offer to do the postgame show at a couple of different places, but I think as cool as it would be to go to Gillette and have kind of Gillette to ourselves, I I really gonna. I think I might do it from, like, Kristen's family's house and uh, throw some food on there and kind of make it a, a turducken kind of day or something, even though they have uh, quahog stuffing, if you've never heard of that. So I think that's what we're going to do. But I, the next couple of games, the Chargers come to town and then the Lions. And you'll really kind of know where this team is at. I 100% agree. 100% agree. Stick around. We got a lot, a lot left to go. Tim Allen's going to be with us. Jim Ozarski's going to be with us. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur today. We got a lot going on. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. It's coming up right after this. 